Pivot with Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hull, and in this episode, we talk to Dan DiStefano, a Boston-based health, wellness, real estate advisor, and entrepreneur. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hull. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. To mention a few of his projects, Dan is co-founder of The Print Hub, a screen printing and apparel company, Yoke Media LLC. Dan is also heavily involved in the fitness community as a workout enthusiast, senior Barry's Bootcamp instructor, and Lululemon ambassador. Dan DiStefano, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. And I know with all of your various ventures, the burning question we want to know is, when do you actually sleep? <laughs> Meg, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's so good to hear your voice. It's so good to see you. When do I sleep? Not often. <laughs> I was going to say that's probably one of the blessings of the pandemic. The silver linings is there were no more 6 a.m. workout classes. So I was able to sleep in until nine a couple times. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're like, yes. Oh but I'm sure all your peeps are missing you. And soon we'll be back at uh, it again. So enjoy this time. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to find all the silver linings, like I'm sure we all oh, are. Totally. Well, I so appreciate, like I said, you being here with us. And I know you have a lot of projects that you are working on. And I would love for you to tell us more about what you're up to. I mean, that's a loaded question, right? As someone who always tries to stay busy. But no, I mean, these days I have a screen printing and apparel company based in Syracuse. We have a team there. My business partner runs the day-to-day. -day. They're all absolutely fantastic. I have so much love for them. Yoke Media is more of my like marketing consulting stuff where I do per diem work for different brands and clients. And then my newest venture that came out of the pandemic was real estate advising. So I'm about five months into that now, but I would say it's more or less a couple hundred hours in. So we're definitely putting in the time where we need to. Yeah. Wow. No, I know you've been balancing a lot and certainly so excited to talk about all your pivots and how they all come together, but maybe you can give us a little insight or highlights into your impressive career journey. I appreciate that. I would say I graduated school in 2015. I moved back to Syracuse. I started a master's of biochemistry, but during that time I took my first spin class. Uh, Studio-based fitness was pretty new and I absolutely fell in love with it. It was everything I loved of life, which I didn't know at the time, but I can kind of put into words now interact with people, an energetic club atmosphere. And of course, just getting a great group of people together and getting sweaty, right? Trying to better yourself. We need to get you back on the bike, by the way, not to interrupt. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to get me fired by Please. Barry, so I can't okay, say anything just about kidding. that. Sorry, Barry. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. But no, if you believe it or not, I probably taught 3,000 spin classes before I moved to Boston two years ago. 
I had an awesome mentor. I think one of the keys to my success, I've always had people I've looked up to that have led me in the right direction and kind of have helped me focus my talents and my goals and, of course, my energy into productive ways. But no, I started doing a lot of work out of New York City. And by work, I mean, I was just networking, driving down there, meeting with brands, working out. And through that, I met some awesome people. And that led to the opportunity where I was looking to move end of 2018, early 2019 for personal reasons. And I met the team here in Boston, the Barry's team. And I just said, hey, if you ever have an opportunity, please give me a call. That was late 2018, early 2019. I got the phone call. They said, hey, we have a spot opening up. When would you like to move? And I said, I'm packing my dog up. I'm packing the couch in the U-Haul and we'll be there in a month. So that's kind of like the fast track way. But it's crazy to think for almost five years now, I've already gone by, right? No, time flies. So how long have you been in Boston again? So I'll be up in Boston. It'll be two years coming up March of 2021. So we're just shy of two years. Great city. I know we here in the community in Boston. So love you and appreciate you and know you do so much to motivate so many people. But what really motivates you? How have you stayed motivated amidst 2020, the pandemic? I know you're a super active guy. So <laughs> and watching your Insta stories and kind of working out where you can. It hasn't been easy for people, right? So what do you feel like keeps you motivated? This past year hasn't been easy for anyone yet, right? Like everything's been thrown for a loop, turned upside down. That's kind of my last pivot that I'm sure we'll dive into mm -hmm. was in March when I decided or when I decided to start studying for my real estate test. That was kind of a multiple streams of influence coming together. But I think at the end of the day, I kind of decide if I'm going to get out of bed, I'm going to give it my best effort. Mm -hmm. And it looks something different every day. But what I realized what I'm really good at is kind of showing up for my people. And that takes many different forms. Sometimes it's mentally, sometimes it's physically, sometimes it's energetically, sometimes it's emotional. So just kind of understand that it's on me to make the most of my day. Well, it's so important. And yeah, in the spirit of this podcast, where we certainly dive into pivots, I would love to hear the story that really led to the desire for you to pivot at that memorable point in your career and really what led up to that pivot and what did you do specifically? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it was yesterday, right? That like I made the pivot, made the decision to try something new. I was just kind of at a point where I've been in fitness for five years now mm -hmm. and I was looking for the next kind of opportunity to grow simultaneously with berries. I love berries. It's fantastic. I love the fitness industry especially the people in it, both on the instructor and the clientele side. So, of course, like through fitness, you meet so many people. Back in the day, I used to see 50 to 100 unique faces a day, meeting people with all those relationships. They start following you on social media. Obviously, I enjoy social media. I think a lot of people know that. But from a more business professional aspect, it's kind of a way to manage your friendships, right? You see people living their lives, you learn a lot about people who are posting, and it's also a great way for people to keep tabs on you. But, so through the fitness industry, I was doing some work for Breitbart, some of their apparel, I did get a spray tan. No, you cannot see the picture of me in the spray tan diaper. Oh, dang it. <laughs> that's, for another, that's for another time. I'm, I feel like we could cocktails. probably find people. <laughs> it's on the internet somewhere, but... But no, so the owner of the real estate company, her daughter was who I worked with closely. 
And she was like, hey, I think you should meet my mom. She's looking to have some merchandise done. Go ahead and sit down with her, schedule it. This was February of 2020. And I sat down and we ended up hanging out for two hours. We didn't say a word about merchandise. All we did was talk about dreams, aspirations, goals, like not even financial goals, but more about like, where do we see our lives going? And at the end of it, they were like, hey, our team is going to be hiring. If you're interested, let us know, go get your real estate license. And this was in February. And I was kind of like, oh, like, I appreciate that. Like, I always appreciate at the end of the day when people think about me for opportunities, right? Like, oh, Dan might like this, or Dan might be good at this, or we'd like to have Dan on our team. I really take a lot of pride in being reliable and relatable. But at the time, I kind of shouldered off the nod. I was like, no, I love fitness. Fitness is life. Fitness is bae. And I was also teaching probably 20 to 25 classes a week. So I was staying pretty busy. And then March happened, right? Everything shut down. Yeah. And this is going to be a surprise to everybody listening, but I'm very high energy. I always enjoy being on the go. The reason I don't nap is because I'm always on my feet. And then, right, like Monday rolls around. No classes, nothing to do. You can't leave your apartment. You can't go work out. I am sitting in the corner of my apartment being like, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a financial thing at the time. It was just like, I have all this energy and I'm in my routine and I'm jamming. And now it's like, boom, out of your routine. And with that being said, I kind of looked at what industries were still able to kind of maintain their integrity. And as we all know, the Boston housing market is insanely expensive, or can be. Mm-hmm. And it was just perfect timing to kind of go back to the drawing board. I'm still with Barry's full time. I have so much love for them, but also find a new possible career opportunity. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. And I know you say so motivated, sorry not to cut you off, but yeah, I think people keep you in mind because you are that amazing light and energy and always kind of open. So whatever possibilities are next, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. But also, I mean, I feel like at my age, I'm 28, I'm single. Like, I don't think life should be like hard per se, but I don't think life should be easy. Like, I think we should feel the need to test ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and kind of like figure out what we're capable of. And in that, we kind of figure out that like, wow, I have all the tools inside of me to make my dreams a possibility, right? No matter what they are. So tell me, do you feel like your pivot was almost a realization of a personal need, maybe for more alignment, or do you feel like it was related to something else and looking at real estate? I think the pivot was an opportunity that I've always enjoyed working with people. I love being in the service industry. I mean, I could never really put that to words until I joined another service industry. But also too, I was looking for the next challenge. And I kind of stacked those on top of them with the pandemic and studying and learning a new industry, being not bad at something, but being inexperienced, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I also have a very high expectation of what I'm capable of. And I hold myself to a high standard. So like when I pivoted, I was like, this is gonna be awesome. It's so new. It's so fun. And then like anything new, you get into the trenches, right? You're in a competitive industry. You're not doing well. You're not making money. You're not meeting people. I personally, I hate studying probably because I have to sit down to do it. Like if someone was like, hey, if you run a marathon, you'll learn everything you need to know. (laughs) 
I will go run the marathon twice, right? So it's also kind of reminding myself that life's not going to be easy. Like you have to do things you don't like. So you have to find value in the process, whatever it may be. Super valuable advice. And sometimes you just have to do it, right? You just get up, you have the tools inside of you and believing in yourself. I mean, that's one of the best things that we can do this day and age. Believe in yourself, just start. That's all you have to do, right? And leverage your network as we talk about a lot too, which I know you're super connected. And when the spirit of also kind of working through cliffhangers in our podcast, want to ask you, and then we'll go to a little break. Do you remember, yes or no, the exact moment you decided to go for it, to pivot? No, but I remember the exact four months it sucked. <laughs> Amazing. And with that, <laughs> well, with that, we'll go to a quick break and leave everyone hanging. And we will pick this up when we get back. Okay, Dan, before the break, you said no, leaving us hanging. So can you describe the transition when you began to work towards your pivot? So the transition was extremely challenging. When you start something new, it's very hard. But as you become more skilled, more experienced, you know what to expect. You gain that confidence, right? And with that confidence, you start to fire on a little bit more like gas, a couple more cylinders. But you realize like, I kind of got this. So I don't remember the exact moment I pivoted, but I remember those couple months where I was like very new at something, nothing was firing, nothing was hitting. And I also didn't know what to expect, right? Like I think that's one of the reasons I got into real estate is because it's a pretty, when it's your first time doing that, it's a pretty unknown industry. You don't know what to expect. So the goal was to take the trust that people have with me and fitness and my other ventures and show them that here's an industry not many people know about, that they can trust me to take care of them. So tell me, what did you do to really begin the pivot? Maybe some of the steps that you took, who got involved? I'd love to hear about that. So the first step, it's so plain Jane, is just go sign up online and study, Mm -hmm. which for me is such a barrier to entry. Like I said it before, if someone was like, hey, let's go work out or let's go run or let's do something physical that's what I'm good at that's what I'm used to so I know I can show up for that Mm -hmm. but someone's like hey you need to sit down and study for a hundred hours and you don't know what's going to be on the test I'm like how do I do this and I'm used to such an active lifestyle so not only is it that I'm in a new industry where I don't know what to expect but I'm also not used to my habits and my stimulation of my normal day-to-day life so in getting into the real estate did you feel like you had to do a lot of research? Did you need any financial backing? And I guess, how are you balancing it all too with what you have going on at Barry's? So one of the things I love about fitness, and this is kind of true, depending if you're a contractor or have a gym or real estate, is that there's no inventory. I've been in manufacturing for four years now, and there's just so many processes. It's so much money to start a manufacturing company just because you need the equipment, you need the payroll, you need the inventory. Some people don't pay for 30 days. Some people don't pay for 60 days. So it's a very hard industry to get ahead of. And mm-hmm. but one of the things I enjoy about fitness and real estate is that you don't really have inventory, right? Like I'm a contractor with berries. I'm a contractor with personal training. I'm also a contractor with real estate. So my overhead is kind of 
marketing materials. What else? Essentially what I'm saying is all I have to do is show up, like bare minimum. And I guess how has the outcome been for you in, in balancing both and what's going on in the real estate industry as you're right? I mean, I think everyone's looking to, to pivot real estate as well in apartments and yeah. moving out of the city. How has that been like for you in that and the classes that you're leading still? Yes. So a lot of people are pivoting into real estate, whether they're looking to buy or sell, but also as a career choice. One thing that'll get people a good laugh is my first day in the office once I got my license was September. Mm-hmm. And everyone's used to me not wearing a shirt, <laughs> not wearing sleeves, not having a collared shirt. And my boss, and this is like my boss, like very well respected in the industry. He's an awesome advisor. He's like, hey, Dan, can you come into the office today? And I'm like, Keith, honestly, I would love to. I need to go to Express and go buy a college shirt and I need to go buy a pair of slacks. Wait, what Express? Where is Express now? <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> Most important question. It's an Express outlet up in uh, Somerville. Oh, okay. There you go, everyone. But that's one of the things I've tried to explain to people, right, is that you can be whoever you want. And I feel like we're always changing every four, every five, every six years somewhat quicker. But that's the beautiful thing, right? It's like if someone met me today Mm -hmm. and I was in my shirt and my slacks and my peacoat and I said, good morning, I'm Dan. What do I do? I consult on people how to take advantage of the real estate market in Boston. Mm -hmm. They would have no idea I'm a fitness trainer, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So like that's kind of... The cool thing about life is you are what you put out to the world. And I think sometimes we get caught up in our own head pretty quickly. I love that. And I guess it transitions nicely into my next question where not to throw some acronyms at you, but what has become that unique selling proposition now for you with all you are able to manage real estate, all these wonderful entrepreneurial businesses you're running? What's your USP? What's a uh, USP? Can you describe it to me again? Yeah, so it's unique selling proposition. So why Dan? Why work with you? Why come to your classes? When someone meets you, what's that elevator pitch? Wow, put on the spot. I know. No, I think one of the biggest things I've realized is it's my energy for mm-hmm. life and it's genuine. Yeah. Once you become my person, I'm going to take care of you. So it's like kind of like my energy, I can transfer to other people, whether it's a nice conversation or a connection or even just like a good, hey, like someone in this world is in my corner, right? Like, It felt, I mean, last year and especially beginning this year, like times felt pretty dreary. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like showing people, hey, I know there's a lot going on, but we can also be productive during it, right? Like, I think it's kind of how you handle your emotions. But I think one of the biggest things, right, with like the Black Lives Matter movement is... It's a phenomenal movement, but how does, and I think what a lot of people have trouble with is it's, how does Dan DeStefano sitting in his Boston apartment contribute, Mm -hmm. right? And I think part of that is I am blessed that I have an awesome network and I know what I'm good at and how I can contribute to different causes. But I think it's just knowing that like, the first part is I'm on your team. Mm And the second part is how I leverage my network, right? So I'm a kind of a marketer at heart. I love creating interesting videos, like just like constant advertising, right? Like how do you take a video and how do you make it interesting to catch people's attention? Mm-hmm. And specifically what's worked well in berries and now bringing it to an older market like real estate yeah. and taking like unique marketing mm-hmm. tactics. Like one of the things I want to do and... 
I can't share this right now. You have to see it. But I have these awesome ideas on how to market these properties and kind of connect pieces of the puzzle, mm-hmm. right? No, I know you are so savvy on social media and it's the world we live in now. It's so important to put yourself out there in the right ways and really showcase what you can do. I always say no one is going to know what you're doing unless you tell them. <laughs> but it's the way that exactly. we share and the channels that we share and the strategy behind that and being super creative, which I know you are as well. And to really go back to talking about your network, I mean, I also know in this Boston community, which is like so small and so wonderfully supported, how important do you feel like it is to have that network of support of others in this process, whether someone's looking to pivot or just in general? How has that been important to you and how do you feel like that would be important for somebody else to really start to leverage their network if they're looking to pivot? Yeah, I think it is the most important thing. My goal with anybody I meet is to build trust with them, right? Whether it's a friendly conversation, a Barry's class, a real estate transaction, a printing transaction, whatever it is, even if I'm buying coffee at the Starbucks, like my beginning goal is to make someone feel that they trust me. And that sounds very salesy, but it's just kind of like being a good human, right? Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing about as I kind of navigate industries is there's these people and everybody has these people, they'll support you no matter what, right? Like I could call someone and be like, hey, I think I'm going to go into glass blowing. And they're like, okay, go do it. I'll buy your first product. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to go into gardening. Okay, perfect. Come plant trees with me or whatever it is. You're always going to have those people mm-hmm. that will take the risk with you mm-hmm. to support you throughout your first endeavor, right? Mm-hmm. And also too, like not even from a financial incentive, just an emotional incentive. Like how many times have you had a bad day and you have a phone call with a friend or a third party or even a DM exchange, right? It doesn't have to be this big, extravagant experience, but it's just like someone's being like, you know, it's going to be okay. Or someone's like, hey, passing off their positive energy to you. Because yeah. it's hard to stay positive every day, 110%. Yeah, and it's so nice. And I think that's why I so appreciate you as well. You're so real and accessible and relatable and authentic and it can be intimidating, right? When you have somebody that is such a big personality like you, so warm and, and welcoming, and it's honestly very refreshing. Oh, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I personally think like we talk about dropping the ego all the time and just going for it. It's refreshing to see like you are certainly not ego driven and definitely about the people, which is amazing. Like, how do you feel like these moments and pivots have really changed your life? These moments leading up have made me extremely empathetic. Going back to like your first Barry's mm-hmm. class. I kind of understood and it took me a while to like, there's always like, if someone doesn't enjoy your product and my product is specifically me, like there's no one else to blame. So it was kind of like very on me, right? Like I realized from an early stage, if someone doesn't like my class, it's normally me. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, right? Like if they said, oh, the instructor was too loud or I didn't like the music or he didn't correct my form or this or that, like... You can always take a little bit of feedback from that. But I think the biggest thing is like being in the fitness industry, it made me understand how hard some things are for other people that I take for granted Mm -hmm. and how challenging it is to start something new, be bad at something and understanding that I've had a ton of help and handholding to get where I am. And that's how, that's one of the ways I can pass down the ladder, right? Like I had a client in Barry's, she started online with her camera off and she sent me a DM. She's like, hey, 
first class. I had my camera off. I've never done fitness before. This makes me so nervous, X, Y, and Z. Then she turned her camera on. Then she finally came to class. And now she's starting to become a little more confident in a group setting where she doesn't know what she's doing. But I think the biggest thing is that I try to tell people is that you need to get confident in not being good at something. And it's extremely humbling, and I did it a long time ago, and it still happens all the time. But you realize as you appreciate that journey and do it over and over and over again, you understand, right? Getting started is very hard. The first five months suck, and your ego is, like, so low because you're not confident. And then you start to find your sea legs, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing at the end of the day. It's just being one of the things I've learned is be pretty empathetic and understand that if you're coming into my class, if you're doing business with my business, if you're working with me, I need to show up and go above and beyond for my people because you don't know what anyone else is going through, right? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, in all of us behind the scenes, some get up and put on a brave face, but everyone's dealing with something and we're all in this together. And yes, I, I just love the community that you build and seeing you around town and all the wonderful people that gravitate towards you. It's, it's pretty special. Yeah. And as we close up here, any words of advice for anyone looking to pivot? No, I think the biggest thing is build your network. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Just become a friendly face because as you expand your community and put yourself out there, more people will think of you and involve you in their community. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing is just do it. Like, Put yourself out there. Like my motto is like, I'm probably four months into real estate. I haven't made a dollar yet. And my manager, my advisor, the guy I report directly to is like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? And I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I don't have an answer. Like, I don't know why I'm not doing it. I'm just hitting this roadblock and I'm hitting it and I'm hitting it. And then he's like, well, how much money have you made? And I'm like, zero dollars. And he's like, exactly. You literally can't lose. You're at the bottom of the well. And I don't mean to put it in terms of like financials, Mm -hmm. but that's the thing. Like you just got to get started. You just got to get the engine going. You got to start pushing the cart. You just got to do it. Life is on you to make what you want out of it and make the most of it. Absolutely. No, I love it. Such great parting words. And for all that you do, how can listeners find you? The best way to reach me, no surprise here, is social media. It is at pickles.7. No, I'm not going to tell I the know, story. Wait, how I didn't I got call you pickles. Are you proud of me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so no, it's so it's so funny. Like some people call me pickles, some people call me Dan, and like some people don't know what to call me. Hey, and you. Some people don't know my name; they only know my dog's Aww. name, so they say, "Hey, Shay's dad." You're just you're a brand entity. Next, I think we're just going to go for a symbol, Dan. You'll be like Prince; yeah. just make a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the best way to get a hold of me is definitely social media at pickles.7 on Instagram. I also just got my commercial license plates. So awesome. you can find my phone number on the side of my car, but I'm not giving that out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Find me on LinkedIn. Yes, find Dan on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, that's so amazing. And as you can all tell, I mean, Dan, I would say probably anyone reaching out, certainly a wonderful guy to have a conversation with. And I thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your insight and wisdom. And 
for any people in the fitness space enthusiasts like Dan, um, you can definitely check out Berries 2 online. Thanks so much, Dan. I really appreciate your time and um, keep rocking it. Yeah, Meg, I mean, obviously the feeling is mutual. So anytime, thank you for thinking of me. It was great catching up with you. It's good to hear another human voice and reconnect with people. So I appreciate you right back. Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Houle is a fashion consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast.